grain of rice, a, a grain of rice is going to tip the scale. Just remember that, then. There's a small bit of a needle there. Now, come on, Mayo, you've got to get Andy Moran into the game. Our mission was to show that we're no longer the whipping boys of Munster. Hello everybody out there, uh, how are you all doing? Happy Easter to you, um, Easter Bank Holiday Monday, very special time for all Irish people, when our great men of 16 struck for freedom uh, this day, we the city taken at this stage, Mark, a lot of it anyway, um, and uh, yeah, so it is It is a special special time for all Irish people. We are, we are, we are on the Easter hunt just in the morning, we are? Uh, no, that was, the, was that was the first thing that greeted me, you know, at 20 to 7 just in the morning. The street smart was saying, The Easter Bunny has arrived. Come on, come on, let's go. So, I told you, appreciate those moments because when they're 19 and 20 and 22, you want to know where they are and then sign Cox City and then come home at all. <laughs> You'll be saying to Jackie around <laughs> four in the morning, did your man come in? No. <laughs> I know, I know, yeah, yeah. I suppose while we, while, while we have an eye on them at the moment, I suppose we've got a mind them, but they're full of chocolate, they're full of chocolate for the last 24 hours and then they're bouncing around the walls. <laughs> so so we can expect a few of them to bounce in in the next hour or so? <laughs> oh, no, well, well, the fact that Charlie finished number one and the juvenile uh, fantasy holding team Father and son double over the weekend, Dale. But I know you're going to be getting to that later on in the show. I've had to wait till the final weekend of the National League. Finally giving up the wooden spoon to Shawnee McGrath. I, I, I don't see any trophy there yet. I'd be, I like, I'd be like Ian Lynch, half putting up the cup now today. Yeah, yeah. They were very they were very muted, weren't they? They remind you of another team of a few years back there when the window league. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they just went up for Yeah. Yeah, here's a look, another, another league medal. I don't know about the two euros, but I suppose it's nice to have an old league medal in the pocket anyway, you know? I see Joe Bradley was saying there the other day that the Mayo Leds should chuck their league medals into the Mai and go after an Ireland. And look at him this morning as well. Eh? Huh? Uh, a lot of football, a lot of football on yesterday. I was in the Sunday game, obviously, and a lot of football going on, Mark. Uh, great game in Ennis. Just to, just to remind you that there. Uh, Got a tip, got a tip to hat, Dale, which was well signposted a long ways out that that game was always going to be a tricky, a tricky assignment. And I can imagine now that the 25,000 that was spent in a five year plan and by the county board a couple of years ago will have to come into serious question. And I'm, I'm led to believe there's a director of football as well in the, the county. So I think now we'll take the Kilkenny side of things, we'll just pack the football and concentrate the Holland. And so. As the great Dr. Phil would say, Hoagie, we're del- delighted to be joined by Brian Hogan. Hoagie, as the great Dr. Phil would say, so how's that working for you? <laughs> as a former hurler from the 70s said, the only good football as is if we put a knife in them all, that finished, that finished uh, that was the fan, football. Right? Kenny, fan, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How are you, Hoagie? Uh, I'll be quiet today, Dalo. I'm a week too late. I, I, I was caught over work last week and I had to listen to four Monster men Talk about Kenny and how great they were. And now this week, we're a bit more subdued. Seen it. I know, I know. But anyway. look, you're beaten by Limerick. Your TJ is not going to redden you. At least if you lost the cork yesterday, like oh, listen, stop. Be... Yeah, yeah, true. He'd be gentleman. <laughs> you know, he'd be very. Well, 
With fair play, fair play to you, you're one of the few Kilkenny people that managed to find your way out onto the motorway and down the side of the tunnel. And then, and then, Dela, text me, could you tell me where's a good place to park the car around Parky Cueve? That'll tell you now how well, unused to come into Parky Cueve, the fellas above in Leinster are. So, well, like you. when you have a stadium like we have at the moment now, Hoagie, you're more than welcome. All you need now and, is a few and, and roads. Now, All you need now is a few roads leading into it. Don't kettle interchange. <laughs> one of the busiest stretches of the road in the country, and they, and, and they filter down to one lane coming in. Oh, holy God! On on the Easter Bank Holiday weekend, and a match on in Cork. It's like, did they want us to come down at all for this match? Is it true, Mark? Is it true? Is it true, Mark? That there was more from Cork there than Kilkenny? There was a nice sprinkling of Cork people there. Now, to be fair, and I don't know whether they were to say they were there to see Limerick. Or they actually were there to see Kenny get the small bit of a trimming. One or the other, I'd say. There was a lot of cockfellas went home happy anyway. And, of course, the narrative now is the cock didn't want to play in the final. Part. They took a pull in the semi-final, which is totally untrue. But anyway, I told you it's that nice to see ago. Limerick. Listen, Limerick were a small bit like Enel Jameen now in Cheltenham, right? Never came off the bridle at any stage. And one pulling up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No doubt about it. TJ, congrats again. You're sick of us, butcher. The ten to one for the triple is looking good now. Anyway, that's the hard part out of the way, really, the league, because you're not really trying for that. Like, sound, TJ, sound. Can he get? Yes. What? We have you now, would say, yeah. I said I live through tough times. I'll, I'll never get sick of uh, winning trophies from Limerick's point of view. It's another great performance. Um, look, obviously, always lovely to win a league title, a national title. Um, these lads, third medal. So look, really, really, really good. Everything that John did worked in terms of half the opening 15 minutes, which was a little bit sketchy and didn't score from play. But once they got their house in order, they got the terms with Kilkenny very quick. Um, we'll probably was get the bonfires. Was the bonfires in Gary Spillane? No, there wasn't. As I suppose I said, look, the, 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 the keenness has gone off the celebrations in terms of look uh, what these lads have done over the last number of years. And look, it's been fantastic. Um, and as I said, down, down in Cork yesterday, um, again, beautiful stadium. I will give you that, Mark. Love going down there geographically. I will agree with Hoagie, it's a bit tricky, all right, you know. And the Kenny fellas, as I said, it's, it's off the beaten track, but um, no, like as I said, every, everything went according to plan. I was a tad worried, Dale, beforehand. I thought missing Declan Hannan and Kyle Hayes. Yeah, with that and, breaking news, TJ, you were able to tell us. I was on the way yeah. to Dublin, but you were able to tell us about Hannan. I don't know what was wrong with Kyle. I got some bit of a knock and trend. I think it's only kind of precautionary enough, like right. But um, I think it's some sort of a leg injury. But I'm not 100 percent sure about that. But well, I thought they were missing Kyle Declan and Will Dunne. Who I just felt I looked at the Kilkenny squad and the, the panel that they had and the possibility of maybe TJ coming on for the last 10, 12 minutes. I thought that you know that that, that Derek had a nice strong team out and well positioned. I was expecting Kilkenny to set up differently, Hoagie. Um, we had forecasts going down in the car. We were kind of thinking that it could be maybe Richie Reid out and out sweep or maybe you mightn't like to hear that and take any and that everybody else would push up like but I felt their setup was a bit strange. Um I think when you look back and it's like giving Limerick that easy ball, which is David Burns at a freebie in the right hand side of the field getting those balls. And I, I just think that maybe when you look back they'll they'll feel that their setup might um, could have been different. They seem to play with one up top Delo and in on Cody and maybe Massey Kion every now and again. They tried to crowd that maybe midfield half forward line, we'll say, of, of mm. theirs, we said Limerick's half back line, but it didn't really work because the old Hegarty and the boys came back to field, opened up the forwards, and once Limerick got to grips with it and knew what Kilkenny were about, 
they kind of their game kicked in and Kikini had no answer. What I was really, really surprised with was the second half in Kikini Hoagie. I just felt there was nothing there. The intensity wasn't there. It was only Kilkenny like to a degree. Um, Limerick shot 20 wides, like uh, 15 of them in the second half. Uh, the second half was poor standard, with a lot of mistakes in it. And I think uh, when Hugh Lawler got to 14th point in the 52nd minute, I think, they yeah. from their home, they registered, a, yeah, they registered a, a free from Owen Cody. So, I, I get, as I said, you're Kilkenny like it, it was, it was probably. The, the, the finish to the league, the way it kind of played all the way through, 17,000 at the game. There was more at the first round mark down in, down in Cork when Limerick and Cork played. And it just kind of was very leaguey, leaguey all the way through, really, wasn't it? I think so. Hoagie, Huawei, you had a lovely soft seat anyway. We know that. And, and uh, he provided you with sandwiches and, and sausages and rashes and pudding and parking and everything like so. Oh, no, I had to pass it up there, though. I had to handle yeah. it. In fairness to Landers, he came up trumps it for me. I, I'll, I'll, I'll say it when it, when it happens. He, he, I, I put out the SOS and he, he came up. But he only, I got one seat and after being away for a week traveling to work, there was no way I was heading off to the soft seat and leaving the other tree <laughs> down in the corner. So, uh, no, we got started. We got started. But uh, no, fair play, Landers. Um, Jesus, the match, yeah. What's the mood like? It's not. Bad. Like I said it last night, it's not. It's, I don't think there's any panic stations for Derek. He tried a few things during the league and and got to the final, um, and will come out of Leinster. So I mean, but it wasn't a good performance. It wasn't a Kenny like performance. No, no, there's not, there's not, there's, there's not a panic. Um, it's like it's early days, and as TJ has mentioned, that the league in general has been pretty, you know, pedestrian. Um, maybe due to the structures or whatever, whatever it is, there's been a lack of, I suppose, a. You know, a general lack of intensity, certainly of any of the matches I've gone to. But it, it was hugely disappointing from the point of view of the kind of um, the lack of intensity. Everything you associate, I suppose, with Kilkenny over the last two decades or whatever, you know, in terms of uh, putting it up to Limerick. And, and the second half just petered out, you know. I mean, Limerick driving 15 wides, they got sloppy, but they had the match won. We didn't muster. We went 20 minutes without scoring. You know, and it was, it was, it was the mistakes, you know, trying to play... You know, not playing ball to hands, dropping balls, making the wrong decision with the with the ball. I mean, how often did we? I couldn't understand. You know, from our own puckouts, playing a short puck out to our full back line, and then lumping it long in on top of a two v one. You know, put put a long ball from the full back on top of Mossy Keown, who was marked by two Limerick defenders. Or oh, Murphy could have done that. And and then when we did try and go long or go short, it we were hitting balls up the centre of the field. You know, there's a couple of occasions where we hit a ball from the full back line to. Adrian Mullen or Blanchfield or Conor Fogarty, and they're marked. You know, they were hitting it into traffic. Just, just you know, poor decision making and execution, and and then just the general lack of intensity as well. Um, was 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 it was a disappointment. Um, you know, it was a league final. Um, apart from the first fifteen minutes, once Limerick kind of settled into it and got the couple of scores and got the goal, I, I, you know, it, it we never really kind of threatened after that, and 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 even. You know, we did a lot of hurling in front of Limerick. You know, our, our forward line, we, we were winning possession, <clears throat> but carrying the ball back out the field. Never really yeah. turning, standing them up, facing them up, just asking a few questions. You know, so we we're carrying the ball back out the field and then shooting from 60, 50, 60 yards. And then, as TJ has mentioned, from a Limerick puck out situation, we stood off them. And, you know, we, our three inside forward line were rotating. There's, you know, come out the field. At one stage, Billy Drennan picked up a ball in his own half back line. Where you want him close to goal, um, 
which is okay. I understand you're bringing bodies back out the field, but but you're you're essentially giving them a platform. You're allowing Nash, you're allowing Finn to take possession of the ball and then work it out. And and you can't like I'm saying, you, you you cannot stand off Limerick. Now I understand that the, the, the other side of it is if you push up on them, they go along to the likes of Hegarty or these. But you 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 know I've seen it. You know you, you show you show too much respect. You give them possession. They have that game down. They're the, the best in the, in the country at it. And I just feel like you're just you're conceding straight away to them. And then when you do try and press them, we were pressed in threes and fours. And they'll always find the extra man, whether they recycle it back to Nicky Quaid or they recycle it to, or give it to Dara Dunham in midfield or whoever. You have to push as 15 and, and just back yourselves. And I think all those elements, you know, just played into Limerick's hands. And yeah, they're frightening, you know, like they're just in terms of the way when they got into their flow with the personnel they were missing. Um, we just had no answer for them on the day. Um, you know, um, I think coming into the match, I, I felt myself, like obviously we were coming down as any Kilkenny do, team does, you know, looking to win the match. But with the personnel, with the youngsters in, you know, coming in, I thought if we can pull it up to Limerick, you know, stay in touch. I, I, I felt we were going to learn more from this match than any of the rest of the league campaign. You know, um, <laughs> we probably we probably did learn a fair bit, but but not in the manner I suppose would it was open, you know. Would it be an element, Hoagie, of him? And I've accused loads of teams of this now, our league. And anytime you've been on, you'll know that. Um, would there be an element to maybe he Derek knows I, I think he's fairly confident he'll come out of Leinster I, I think mm. we can nearly say Galway and Kilkenny will come out of Leinster I, yeah. I would imagine I think it's a fight out then Wexford not in great form um, Dublin, Dublin in transition uh, yeah. and Trump possibly might, might fancy a scalp so is there might there be an element of, of Derek saying well I think I know how we can beat them I mean he was involved with Brian last year um, came close in the All Ireland. Um, would it be an element of him just throwing a curveball, just saying, "Look, I'm, I'm going to just concede the puck outs, let Finn pop a pass to Burns, just be relatively <laughs> passive." I don't know. There was no signs of that in the first ten minutes. Like, like yeah, I, I, I don't think. So. I mean, knowing the personnel involved, you know, like knowing Derek and Peter Barry and Ricey, like I, it would go against everything that we've. You know, I suppose being exposed to a Brian and 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 and, um, you know that you 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 put your foot in a break and you kind of you know I I just couldn't see that happening. Look, okay, right, you're not going to be you know going a full tilt like you are in championship. You know, in, in two months' time, okay, that's that's fine. But I guess what we were all what we always would have looked for was that intent. You know, so mistakes will be made, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But it's it's the intent. I felt I felt. I don't know. Maybe it's a bit hard to lose confidence, or or do we drop the heads a bit? You know, when when Limerick pulled away, maybe maybe a bit harsh, but it was just it was just that lack of lack of drive, lack of intent from us, which it, it has never is never has has never been a, a case before. And I don't, I I could I couldn't see a situation where the lads were saying, "Look, yeah. you're trying to you're trying to be too clever. Let's hold back." I mean, it's a it's it's a national title, you know, and I think. It would have served them better anyway to go at it and try those things that they're going to be looking at later in the championship, whether that's pushing up on the puck out. I mean, because you're not going to know if it's going to work. This this was a time to, t- to test it. And then you get to refine it for later in the year if you get there and you get to face Limerick. I think, I, I, no, I, I, to be honest, I, I couldn't see it. Just, just from 
the environment I've been in with the lads over the, the number of years, I couldn't see a situation where it's like, no, we'll hold back now because we'll meet later in the year. I mean, you know, I think that's that just it doesn't work. You know, you can't switch it on and off. I'm a firm believer in that. I think you have to you have to go on and, and, and impose play your own game and 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 take play what's in front of you because there's a lot of hurling to be done between there's no guarantees we'll meet these guys later on in the year, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's very presumptuous presumptuous to say that oh you know, we'll see them in, in two months or, you know, in six weeks' time. There's no guarantee at all that that's going to happen. So, no, I don't I think, think so, personally. I think I think he probably will, though, be at a semi or a final. I do think that might occur, but, yeah, I hear what you're saying. It's not in your DNA. Mark, do you think there's an element of, and I certainly know was managing um, while Hoagie and his clan were dominating the game, and there were certain points in games with the dubs, especially you now, I only really managed again. Oh, six was the first of the, the four in a row. Um, I was with Claire that year, beat us in the semi final. Good game, fairness went down to the wire. Henry got a late goal, but sometimes with the dubs, I often felt I'm watching other teams at the time when Kenny would turn the screw, the heads would kind of drop. Like, you know, that and is that even happening to kill Kenny now with this Limerick team who we'd who we'd say be the last team that would happen to you know, we, we'd, we'd even allow our own counties. To fall into that bracket and say, Jesus, they're, they're just too good and um, we can't cope with them. And now they've turned it on and look who's coming off the bench now. And is there even an element of that creeping in? Or is Kenny even uh, dropped the heads like uh, 10 minutes into the second half? Yeah, I <clears throat> I think that, that'll probably apply to every team in the country yeah. at the moment with how good Limerick are going, um, Anthony. Uh, they are just a runaway train at this moment in time. And as the lads have already mentioned, when you consider Declan Hannon, Hayes, the Terminator, not playing yesterday. Um, Willow don't know who knows for anyone who doesn't know. Yeah, yeah. I, I met him actually above in the, above in the premium afterwards, and he was still fired up in the matches nearly two hours old at this stage. Like, you know, so. Was he still fancying the goal to like? Oh, absolutely. I gave him a little bit of a dark on the show, although he didn't appreciate it at all. <laughs> <laughs> you want to but, be uh, careful. Like, I, 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 met, I met James Ryan, the, doc, the team doctor as well, like, you know, I congratulated him and we, we, we were lucky enough to bump into him and in the Shannon on the previous Saturday night and he had Mick Mackey's, I think, uh, grandson with him, I think, now I might be wrong and saying that, they ended up with Max on Saturday night and they met Jimmy Barry Murphy, so they had a great night and, uh, but like, he just, I just said, like, you know, with the injuries and stuff like that. So Declan, he said, was sick. And Kyle had a smile, nicking his calf and stuff like that. And I said, what about the suspension? So look, he needed a day off, like, you know, because there was there was no, no need to do any enforcing today against the Kenny lads, like, you know. So amazing when the enforcer was out at the end of the match, happened to be Darrow Donovan, that he was allowed to blossom himself and bloom. But anyway, coming back to your original question, I just think this team is so physically strong and their hurling ability is so far ahead of everybody else's that you just can't get through them. Now, Adrian Mullen is a very fit, strong lad, and there was one clash in the first half, and I think it might have been against Garrod Hegarty, and you could hear the clatter above in the stand, and Garrod Hegarty just bounced up and drove on, and Mullen took, you know, anyway, for it takes a moment when he's out to get the clatter like that, you know he's mm. after being winded. And I actually think just... Physically, you can't get past this Limerick team, and they slowly but surely wear you down. That you actually have nothing left inside the tank, and they're continuing to keep going and keep going because of their physical conditioning and their strength. And I think that is a big part 
of Limerick's makeup right now. But that's not taking away from their hurling ability. So the one thing that is totally noticeable is that when they hit a ball 20, 30, 40 yards, it's straight into their teammates' hand, right? Unbelievable. So the ball isn't going to grow. They're not taking an extra touch. And like Brian, like in Kilkenny's scenario, Kilkenny have a new manager for, you know, they've had one style really for 25 years. And I'm wrong in saying one style because Brian Cody has adapted his style. <laughs> but in terms of this current style of play, which is short uh, passing game, uh, keeping possession, so that takes years to actually hone that. And when you're going against a culture that has been, you know, a physically aggressive team, fantastic in the air, aerial ability, Tommy Welch, JJ Delaney, those was not the biggest lads in the world, but brilliant in the air. And like you go then to puck and balls 30, 40 yards across the field, that's totally alien to Kilkenny. So I think, you know, it, it's not even Kilkenny, it's every team at the moment that are going to take on Limerick, they're going to hit that, I suppose, you, you consider it in running or the marathon, you hit the wall. I think every team in the country are going to hit the wall at some stage against Limerick. And the question is then, how do you get over that? Well, like, if you start taking the ball into contact against Limerick, you're going to be swallowed up. If you lose, if you leave a Limerick man loose, you're going to be swallowed up because they have no egos. They are playing to a team ethos they will funnel the ball around to the man in a better position all of the time and then get the shooter on at the end. So all those things considered, I think, Anthony, we're all playing for second place at this moment in time. And the only person who was the big loser out of yesterday would be poor old Paddy McAuliffe, who, you know, the fact that TJ is on a 10 to 1 for the league, the Munster title, and the All Ireland. I think if there's a cash out available now, he probably oh. would be giving eight or nine points at this end. He would, he would, he would. That's for yes. sure he would. Yeah, no. And you know, you're right on that, Mark, with the egos. Like, no score from play yesterday from Keane, Hegarty, or Casey. And it doesn't matter, you know, doesn't matter. No. Like, and, and there was a definite switch into looking to create the goal scoring chances, which were missing. Keane Lynch's ball into Shamey for, for Galan's goal. Savage, you know, Keane Lynch could have popped that ball over after making a huge catch. TJ, just, and I'll get you to throw it over to Hoagie then after us, right? Just from a Kilkenny point of view, and there's a couple of things I'll touch on as well. Part of the was a bit severe in ye on the hand pass, um, but I think that will also stand to ye. <laughs> It'll work on now for the next couple of weeks that we are being clamped on. Just from the Kilkenny point of view, right? So I'm going back, what's that, to last year's team? Probably only really missing TJ. Mikey Carey's gone for the year, like so. Probably only missing TJ, really, who will play and was ready to go. And I think probably a proper decision by Derek not to throw him in because the game was gone. You know, let him let him play against Westmead a couple of weeks' time and, and get himself rolling and um, he looks in great condition. But Tommy Walsh to full-back, Hugh Lawler, the all-star, full-back to centre-back. I know now Hoagie Diesfeles have shown they can do at the club level. The Parik Walsh experiment, 11 back to four. Uh, Billy Ryan starting at midfield, Paddy Deegan wing forward. Is this something, do you think, now that, that Derry can look at TJ and say, oh, hang on here now, we were a bit porous in the middle. Not so much Hugh's fault, because Hugh held Keane scoreless, effectively, if you want to look at it like that. Um, I think he didn't, He was probably one of the best players ahead, along with Adrian Mullen. And yet, they looked kind of porous at full-back. 
in terms of the ball was going in, was a very good ball as well. I'd have to say that it was a very good ball, but they were out in front inside. Two boys look really sharp. And to, to, can you have a bit of a template they can revert back to automatically? He has looked at a few things. I know Paddy Deegan has played wing forward for Lachlan's and has done well there, but at club level, that can be easily more effective than county level. It can, and I think Delo, the, the point that we were making all through the league about getting to a league final was that let's say if something happened like happened yesterday, Kilkenny is do you want to go down and say a two week or three week transition where you want to change things back or change things again because this has kind of worked for them to get them to the league final. I think some of the stuff that the Kilkenny did in the first half, like Partick will be really disappointed with his effort for the goal. Um, he just either lost sight of it for a second or let Galan get first running in. But as a cornerback, that was just poor from him. It was and a perfect Galan ball, that TJ. Can I say that? He, Shamey looked up. He angled ball. Galan is kind of four steps to your right, and he loves coming across then with the hand, doesn't he? I know, but that, you, you picture someone like Jackie Terrell in that situation. Like, what does he do? Do you know what I mean? Like, um, penalty, he's trying to yellow card. Yeah, possibly, possibly. But I'm just saying, like, like I'm just saying, is it a typical cornerback play? And that you, you've got to nullify the threat. I, I think he'll be disappointed when he looks back on it. There was one or two other plays, like, um, actually, Pardrick won a lovely ball. He was beating Galan out in front of him. And Paddy Deegan just stopped the ball, and then Galan kicked it away, and Galan put it over the bar. So it's just, it was, it was stuffed in the first half. That just wasn't like them, and I just think that I think they were in between a couple of play, like. You you made a point here is are Limerick inside people's heads and the way they play? I think they definitely are, right? Um like Blanchfield did a good job in Gerard Hegarty. Uh, he like he, he his role was very, very straightforward and that you just win with him and you did a good job and, 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 and marked him pretty well. in other cases, I just didn't know what they were doing with their forwards. Adrian Mullen, to be fair to him, got in got plenty of possession and got into nice pockets of space and scored three points and maybe could have had one or two more. But outside of that it was hard to know, like the forwards, as to exactly how they were how they were getting set up. And on Limerick's puck out, we know, and I've mentioned before with the old adage about that if you give a good team the ball, they might give it back to you. And if you give this Limerick team, which is a very good team, the ball, they're going to hurt you. And like giving them freebies and Damon Burns allowed to pop into that space and zing balls into the forwards, it's very very difficult. No. Like we we we've talked in a while about maybe the transition from league to championship and the difference that's there and the, the, the intensity being up. Like there was no intensity whatsoever. And Mark made a point about Limerick's physicality, perfect. And I take the point, but there was no physicality whatsoever in the second half of this game. There was not. It, it was it was challenge game. It was it was it was it was zero like. So mm. I'm not even sure I can make the play. I think one of the major pluses for Limerick. Um, would be the form of Seamus Flanagan. I think the runs that he makes and the difference that when himself and Galan play up top, that they just are just very, very difficult duo because of maybe the difference and the runs he makes, that the 45-degree angle runs to the sideline, leaving space for Galan. I think that's a massive plus for John to have him back in that kind of form and 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 like just buzzing. Like And he scored three points. I, I, as for me yesterday... He was very close to man of the match. I thought he really led the line really, really well, making the goal for Glenn as well. Like, and you know, I like you're you're on about egos. Like when Keane got that ball for Aaron Glenn's goal, like right, how many centre forwards in that position just have a shot for a point? Do you know what I mean? But he's looking to create something. Just as you said, there, Dale, it's a perfect ball to his hand. He's on the half a loop and he's gone. Do you know I mean very, very difficult to mark? Like so, yeah, re real positive for me for Limerick would be the form of James Flanagan yesterday. Yeah, and Hoagie, just to throw it to you then, do you think I think Derek will look back and say, hang on, uh, Petty, Petty, maybe wing back, Petty, centre field, uh, Billy Ryan inside, Hugh back to three, 
maybe Parik out to five or even six or Richie into six, you think he'd, he'd be tempted to say, or will he just say it was Limerick? Look, I, I'm going to stick with this. Yeah, look, to be, <clears throat> to be fair to Derek, I, I think he, he has used the league well in terms of looking at these options. I think we all would have agreed at the beginning of the season, you know, to come out of the league, that's what he needed to do to, to put himself in a stronger position was to look, mix things up, look at his options. Um, to be fair, I suppose, to Paddy, Paddy jarred his knee in the first couple of minutes and he wasn't 100%. I was talking to the team doctor afterwards, you know. Um, that's not a, an excuse, but you, you know yourself when you, you we've all been there, you pick up a, a knock early on and you're, you're, you're putting yourself through it. Um, you know, saying that, that incident with, with Parik, I was laughing when TJ was telling it, I was pulling my hair out. It, it was true, in fairness to the two of them, they both were, they were nearly trying too hard, you know, not kind of a, the, the thing was to step away and let Parik, Parik was coming, coming forward, allow him to, his momentum was driving forward, let him go, um, you know, and you're like, oh God, and there, and there was, there was numerous instances like that, like Owen Murphy, who's normally flawless for us, he was speeding up the puck outs when he needed to slow him down, and as a result, he had one puck out that was intercepted and back over the bar, which is very un, sure. uncharacteristic for Owen, and you were just saying, Jesus, slow the match down, let's, let's stabilise things a little bit here, because Limerick will run away from us, Um He'd be even a bit but, disappointed, Hoagie. He will. Oh, no, look, he will. With yeah, national will. Goal, yeah, 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 yeah. And look, he's 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 class, you know. And he, he he'll be yeah. he'll be his own critic in terms of the, the the other options. I mean, Hugh 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 did great. Look, he's my own club man. He did. He he has all the ingredients. He can hurl anywhere in in, in the backline, you know. Um, I I would have liked to have seen him drive him forward a bit more. Um. He had one opportunity in the first half where he played a lovely dink ball off the ground. I think it was to Billy Drennan. Um, he could have put it over the bar, you know. And I think against the likes of Limerick, you need that scoring threat out the field to draw Limerick out. You, you have to, you know, we'll obviously come on to it, but you see the range of scores that Limerick get from, <laughs> from the cornerbacks through to their halfbacks, you know. And I just, but he gives you, he does give you an option. I mean, he's a, he, he's, he's a physical, you know, he's a big athletic uh, guy and he, he matches up well with some of the Limerick lads in that half forward and you could see what they were doing with Blanchfield on the other side and Ferris and Derek and I think both of those matchups you know in terms of worked out reasonably well in terms of keeping um, Hegarty and and, and uh, Lynch you know reasonably quiet reasonably quiet so, so, so to say um, but you know the forwards I mean you'd have to say aside from Adrian Mullen the, you couldn't really pick out any of the rest of the lads that that showed up, you know, uh, yesterday. Um, Billy hit his freeze, but he's only a young lad. You can't expect him, you know. He's yeah. this was a real kind of step up for him against Sean Finn. But the rest of them, I mean, Billy missed a missed a, a point early on. He mishit the ball, dropped into the goalie's hand. He caught a great ball in the second half, turned his man, and then threw a poor hand pass, you know, straight to Nicky Quaid when there was a half goal chance. You know, these small things, and I just again. You have to give credit to Limerick, like that kind of pressure that they put on. They're there's they are they're a serious, serious outfit, and the, and the physique of them. Uh, Mark mentioned it, like that does wear you down. And again, I know from my own days, you know when when you know you kind of have that physical edge on on the opposition, you kind of you use it, you know, and you you can feel it almost in in the opposition team. And the last twenty minutes, they're starting to tire, they're starting to wear, you know, to to get leggy. And you know you've got the bench then to bring on as well. Um, it, it, you know you can you, you can feel the team start to start to wilt a little bit. And 
you know, it was it was a tough day at the office for Kilkenny, you know, and there was very few, you know, and again in the forward line, the score and threat, we just didn't really have we didn't we didn't have a, a consistent threat aside from Adrian Mullen. I thought he was outstanding. I thought he he, he really took the game to Limerick at patches. And then look, to be fair to the lads, they did the right thing. They, they brought him off after I think it was around 50 minutes or so um, because he has a huge amount of hurling done. Um, mm. So, yeah, the temptation, I'm sure, was to leave him on. But, you know, it's the right thing to do with championship down around the corner. But, yeah, yeah, yeah look, you try these things. Um, yeah. yeah. One, 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 one thing, one strange decision for me now, right, and, and it might be for today, right, like, in terms of the panel that played in the semi-final, Richie Reid, Billy Ryan, Adrian Mullen, TJ Reid came into the panel, okay? And what I was really surprised with was that Timmy Clifford and Garrod Dunn were left on the panel when you were playing under 20 over the weekend, that they denied your under 20s um, two of their better players. I, I always thought Billy Drennan wasn't going to be released because mm. he's had a, an outstanding league, he's been brilliant on the freeze. But I just thought Timmy Clifford and Garrod Dunn being on the panel when when you brought four fellas into the panel from the semi-final, I thought they should have been left go with the under-20s over the weekend. And that was a strange decision for me because you were beaten by Wexford over mm. the weekend without three of your better players. But like ultimately, Timmy Clifford and Gerard Dunn, when they got a small bit of game time yesterday, they'd have been, Kilkenny as a county would have been better served, I felt, if the two lads were released to the under-20s. And the 20s is, is, is fairly competitive in Leinster now. You see Dublin beating Offaly, good Offaly team. Um, Galway, obviously, as well in there. And Wexford with the win up now as well against Kilkenny. So that, that'll be tight enough division. Again, I think yeah. the rule is all wrong. That match yeah. should be on Wednesday night and the boys should be low play. You know. Yeah, I, I, like, I heard one or two people talking about that after the match, all right. And it's been a bad weekend all round with the minors losing, 20s losing, now the seniors. But um, like again, I think this is one of these cases where I hear, I hear what you're saying, Mark. I think the, the, the result dictates everything. If we had won yesterday, there wouldn't be a murmur about it. And uh, I think because it wasn't like knockout, there's a, there, there's a perception now Now with the way the results went, we could be in a spot of bother, but there was a perception because of the round robin, you know, and it wasn't a, a do or die that, like, yeah, everything filters from the Kilkenny team at the senior team. And I have no doubt that Derek felt these guys are going to play a part. He brought them in, in fairness, you know, so... It yeah. kind of it wasn't the case that oh we'll save him and let him play the under twenties. He obviously feels like they're genuinely have something to offer at the senior level, you know, and that's why he wants them on the bench. But yeah, yes. Yeah. And just to, just to reiterate, what the rule now, Anthony, the new rule Sweet. didn't apply yesterday because it it was a chat, it was a league match yesterday. It, the new rule, which oh, yeah. is a seven day rule between under twenty and senior, is for championship. So. The player is only allowed to play one championship game within a seven-day period. But you're right. I think if the Wexford-Kilkenny under-20 game was on Wednesday night, I think all those three lads would, would have been available. I said, because the rule didn't apply to the league right. to, to the to Wednesday night if the game was on Wednesday night. So Yeah, know. I know for Clare, they play Waterford, I think, on Wednesday night. And after the two draws with Limerick and Tip, it's possibly a must win because Cork, to be honest, I thought were very impressive last week against Tip. They really look good. Ben Cunningham, Jesus, he'd be starting for the senior surely the way he played in that match. But um, yeah, but if you saw him against, well, Bonham, no, but just, 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 just yeah, yeah, but just yeah, to make so, the yeah. point, just to make the point that if, if Clare don't go down into Dungarvan and win, they'll be under fierce pressure because Cork are good and look good, um, and Clare would possibly have to face Cork without Adam Hogan at least and maybe one more because of the rule. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because it will be the week of the tip game. 
So that's okay. that's put fierce pressure on this to get the result wins tonight. You know, it's, just, yeah, it's wrong, yeah, really. I think you know, you know there, there was always that. You know, Dale and Hoagie, can we just go back to one to Kenny? I suppose the influence of TJ Reid in the All Ireland final last year, as Hoagie just touched on there, when when Kikini hit that sticky patch, you take the first half of the All Ireland final, TJ is able to win primary possession. Like he won the freeze, he made a couple of scores. Like was maybe Derek looking at his forward line under pressure without TJ. I'm assuming that we will still see him in the first fifteen come championship. Yeah, I I think that the difference between both days, TJ was like last last August we we came away obviously hugely disappointed with the, the result, but there was a there was a huge pride in the way the team had kind of fronted up to this Limerick machine, and you know there was it, it was a genuine contest and and. and there was something we felt were, were, were there's building here, you know. Um, whereas yesterday, that wasn't the case at all. And I guess th- what were you to learn? You know, bringing TJ on yesterday, what were you going to learn? You know, I mean, TJ has has done everything, proved everything, so you know exactly what we're going to get. And TJ, without doubt, he'll be in the team for come championship. There's no doubt about it. And you know, again, it comes back to we weren't there wasn't weren't putting the handbrake up at all, you know. But I think. Derek was like, these guys have to, they, they have to experience this, you know. I guess they, they they have to find a way out. TJ can't can't be the one, the go-to man every time when we're in we're in a hole, you know, to 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 win that primary possession or to to make that big play, you know. And um, we didn't have, you know, there wasn't we didn't have those options yesterday, particularly when Adrian was taken off, you know. Um, but like he will, he will, you know, again. He'll, he'll he'll be there come championship, you know, and he'll he'll be he'll be pulling the strings, you know, in a different way to the way he, maybe he has done over the maybe five years ago, you know. But he's an intelligent player. He'll find those pockets of space a little bit like Keen Lynch, the way he can just float around. But he'll always be on, you know, he'll get on the ball and he'll make things happen. But um, but yeah, I, I think you know it was the right decision not not to bring him on yesterday. Um, unfortunately, there just wasn't other options there to 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 step up. I'd say maybe once once Gillan got the goal anyway that he probably just said yeah. even TJ can't if there was three, four points in it with seven, eight minutes to go, I'd say he might have popped him, but just the way it was gone, leave it and uh, we we lick our wounds for today and we'll have him. I felt anyway. TJ I I just think teams are getting that I said it earlier, there, there is that bit of mental block on, on Limerick. I just think teams are setting up a bit. I'm only going by the league now because the championship obviously was a lot closer last year and an awful lot of games. Yet um Casey's back and and the wizard is back at centre forward. Like so that's a huge difference from last year for everybody. Everybody has to consider that going forward. They're at full strength or look like they will be at front full strength. Hopefully, my Casey thought he nearly rolled the ankle again yesterday, but he played on and you know, you'd be just always worried the fella that's has picked up a few. But surely teams should be looking at like it's Perry Nash goal. Like, I mean, it's just I, poor old Hugh Lawler was the last one in view trying to chase him back, and he certainly wasn't his man. Like surely you should be saying to Nicky Quaid, pick out who you perceive is the worst. Now that's very hard to say because <laughs> they're all good ball handlers, they're all good ball strikers. But maybe the weakest men to deliver the ball would have done it myself with the dubs a couple of times, encouraging uh, the the Kenny or the tip goalie or whatever the Limerick goalie or the Clare goalie to go to a guy that I believed wasn't the most comfortable guy in possession. Great defender, maybe. Like giving it, allowing it going to Sean Finn, Barry Nash, you know, Burns. It's Burns. license for saying your bit. Like, surely you should be pinning the two of them down 
you should be saying, I don't know who, I don't know who, maybe Mike Casey, maybe Dan Morrissey, maybe they're not quite as, they're very good now, don't get me wrong, they rarely make a mistake on the ball, but maybe their delivery of that 40, 50 yard pass, not quite as good as the other three boys, let's say, uh, or Hannon, obviously if he's there, uh, and Kyle, <laughs> That's a, it's, a, it's a tough one now, there's a lot, but you know, we, we've made the point though, that Blanchfield did a good job on Hago, Relatively, you know, he did a fair job on him. He, he <clears> went man on man Oh, He's as big as him. There's guys out there, you know, and uh, we said like Joseph Cooney, fellas like that, that, that can match up physically to him. Um, and surely that's maybe a template maybe to try and take on Limerick. It's better than what we saw yesterday. I just thought the lack of Kilkenny physicality for me, like Barry Nash to be allowed to make that run, that wouldn't have just happened uh, in another era. Yeah, I'm agreeing with you, Dilla, in, in, in everything you're saying there. Like, I, 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 whatever the solution is, right, and we're going to get, let's say, proceed good coaches looking at these last two games that Limerick play in the same manner, more or less, right? To be fair to, be fair to John and Paul they, and, and, and the management team, they have a brilliant knack of just moving a piece or two, mm. whether it is Gerard Hegarty back 20 yards or Peter Casey out, whatever it is, which, which kind of fills one pocket of space, opens another pocket of space. So, their ability to do that and know what the opposition is doing is very, very smart and one of their big fortes. However, what you're, the point you're making there is whatever the solution to the opposition getting to grips with Limerick is, for me, it definitely isn't leaving those boys free. That definitely isn't in the solution. I can tell you that. So mm. it'll be interesting to see in the championship, like obviously D- Davies had five weeks to study this and, and, and yeah. he'll be champ at the base, right? And he'll have been looking at all these things forensically to see what way does he set up. But like, in the case of Barry Nash, if you bring, let's say, Kilkenny's full forward line out and then there's a mire of people involved there, it does give Barry that kind of, because because there's a good few people there, right? He's not in a one-on-one situation in his, in his position in the field. It gives him the license to bomb on because he knows that the other guys are only 10, 15 yards away and they can cover him. But it's a great move, in fairness, <clears throat> by John and Paul to be able to give him that license to say once or twice, just go for it. Like it, it, it's another piece now that the opposition have to work on and have to look at in terms of when you're doing your analysis on Limerick. But I, I just think that their their ability to transition, let's say little little moves, like like ch- I can't play chess, but like they, they just make space by making a couple of moves. Whether they come back to field, I felt in the last two games against Tip and against against Kenny, they just moved the pocket by about twenty yards back to field. They crowded their own back line, created a bit of space, and then their delivery of ball is excellent. But I, but I do agree with you. The way Damon Burns can strike a ball, the, the length of the field practically, right? To give him the opportunity to ping, get a ball, to have two or three seconds to have a look, right? Then the guy at the far side of the field, right? He can go in behind or in front and dummy run. Like, sure, it's impossible to mark that if, 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 if the ball is good. And in a lot of the time, the ball is good. Yeah, and looking ahead, Davy has been... Uh well-known man to come up with plans, Mark. Um, he often taught me he had six or seven game plans and he's going to need them for this. Like, But the thing with that now is what TJ's after saying there is you, you rarely enough see Davey setting up with three in the full forward line, right? And if if he goes with... We'll, we'll say, now, I think the Desi Hutchinson thing was a complete uh, smoke screen for the league. Red, there's no way... Yeah, yeah, no, there's no way Desi's going to be back that far. Desi'll be above there. I suspect Mike, Mike Kylie with him, right? But that still well, like, allows allows Limerick to put Sean Finn on Desi and put Dan or Mike Casey on Mike Kylie, and it still allows Nash to come forward. Will Davy be tempted to say, "Well, look, I I put Colin Dunford up 
top of the left and pin him back, you know, pin back my Casey, pin back Nash and, and work it from there. Maybe try and crowd the middle a little bit by your half forward and coming deep. Okay, so there's a couple of things in that, right? You know, if Davy if Davy if Davy plays Daisy Hutchinson out around the middle of the field of the half back then, he should collect the P forty five and is what he should do, right? Because that's like saying Joe Dean, right, or Ben O'Connor, we're gonna play out in the middle of the field. So you take your best asset away from the most vulnerable places, which is the full forward. Right? So Daisy Hutchinson will have to be left inside there. Now you know, I know fellas will say, oh, sure, Peter Casey or Shami Fannigan ends up going back 60, 70, 80 yards, right? But that's because you've got a, a, a an absolute benefit of riches up front with the six forwards that Limerick have because you can leave four of them up there with Tom Morrissey, Gerard Hegarty, Keane Lynch, Aaron Galan, and it doesn't matter which one of them get the ball because they're all capable of a scoring. They're all scoring forwards. So there's, there's an embarrassment of riches in the Limerick forward, right? But... In terms of, and, and I said it a couple of weeks ago on the pod, like, if you are to take down Limerick, you cannot afford to give any one of the defenders space. You can't allow them. And unfortunately, the modern manager is trying to keep the goal-scoring opportunities down. So he's going to play an extra man at the back, whether you call him a plus one or a sweeper, whichever way, whichever camp you're in, is still the same thing. It's an extra man at the back. And what they're trying to do is just make sure we don't concede goals but the reality is what you do then is you give the Limerick defenders their five forwards and there's going to be six defenders and the Limerick are so good at funneling the ball around Anthony, there's going to be a spearman automatically. Now, whether Davy is going to play Colin Dunford and Barry, and Barry Nash and keep back there, I'd say quite unlikely to be honest with it because I'd say Davy will play about nine fellas behind the ball if he'll get away with it. In actual fact, in the match against Kilkenny when Walter played, he played no full forward line, so he had 15 fellas behind the ball. So I expect that we'll see a football style of game coming from David Fitzgerald and Waterford. He'll pack everyone behind the ball and then he'll try and get the position and run six fellas up along the field, back and forth with the ball and try to try to beat Limerick that way. But like that could be that could be plan Z or X or WY or two over seven, whichever way you want it, like do you know what I mean? But it certainly won't be Davy. It certainly won't be Davy's fault anyway after the game, right? Do you know what I mean? It'll yeah, be the players didn't go over the pen line. Yeah, the only thing I will say, Mark, is the game. In, like, I, there, there might have been some bits and methods to what Davy was doing in the league, right? I think you mm. could see Tiger Burka out and out sweeper, right? And he could have like it's nearly gone NFL style, right? Uh, in terms of totally offensive or totally defensive, right? So, if you think... That, that, that's, what Dave, that's what Davey knows, is that total no, NFL, is it? No, I Are you I, thinking everybody else as well? I, I, I think with other teams, like, if you if, if you take, like, let's take the idea of Colin Dunford, Penn and Barry Nash, like, when Limerick have the ball, right, do you honestly think that Barry Nash is going to sit inside in the corner with Colin Dunford? He's not. Like, they're going to back themselves no. to mind the ball and keep the ball, right? And he's going to be in that triangle, looking to go forward when they have the ball. That's what I mean by totally the offensive that they're going for it. They're minding the ball, and he's gonna he's gonna take a chance and go up the field. They know they're not going to keep a team scoreless, right? They're going to try and keep their mistakes to a minimum, make sure they pass the ball well. And I thought that maybe. To be fair to Davy, what he was trying to do was there bits of that in it that he just basically can write. We're totally offensive and we'll send everybody up, and then when we're totally defensive, we'll bring everybody back. I suppose the puckouts are crucial 
I think when you're playing against Limerick, both for and against, you have to have, let's say, some sort of a decent plan on your own puck out. Like if you doesn't don't have somebody at ten or twelve that can win primary, then you have to have it like what Brian said there about maybe some of the puck out working it through a through a crowded middle tour. It just didn't suit Kilkenny. Whereas last year I thought in the All Ireland final, TJ and definitely Wally in the second half being able to win primary was a huge, huge asset to them. That's that's number one. And then the puck out, you're, you're set up on the Limerick puck out. Like, like, are you going full press and take your chances 50-50 against Hego and Tom Morrissey and Keane running in space? Like, that's what's, uh, uh, say, on a manager's table today now. Like, if you go full press, right, you're going to potentially leave because Limerick will come back to field. You're leaving 40, 50, 60 yards of space for Nicky to put the ball into. Are you better taking yeah. a chance with that day, uh, Have you a better chance there than giving him the ball? That's a, a big question. I think you have. I, I, think, I honestly think you I, have. I think, yeah, I think if you're going to take on Limerick, TJ, right, you need your three fastest players marking your three inside line players, Glenn Fennigan and Peter Casey. And they have to track them speed-wise first and foremost, right? And and then at the other side of the field, you have to stop the delivery of ball, the Diamond Burns getting two or three seconds in the ball, Declan Hannon getting two or three seconds in the ball. I understand what's happened with Barry Nash, and he's a very good striker of the ball, and he's a, he's able to score. And like, isn't this year that he's been doing that? He's doing that for the last two or three years that he's been allowed the freedom of the park. But if you give the Limerick defence time on the ball, they'll keep funneling the ball to the shooter. So that, I, for me, you have to mark their backs, and then up at the other side of the field, you need your three fastest players. And they have to be fluid. They have to be adaptable. They have to be able to play in any position of the field. Because what we see with Flanagan and Peter Casey is they're roving everywhere. What you've done is you've left Galan as a constant at the edge of the square. And if you play two above, it'll be Flanagan for one ball. It'll be Peter Casey for another ball. But like, you, you, ultimately, TJ, your players are so good, right? You're a, you're a good bit ahead. And I reiterate what Donald O'Brien said to us, and I think he's in his 80s now. And Donald would have been a very good friend of myself and, and Dela when we were in the bank, right? He would have been very supportive of us as the word I will use. He said, Mark, he said, this isn't about four in a row. He said, the way Limerick are going at the moment, they could win six or seven in a row. And I actually think he's probably right. Yeah. I said alone, said alone, man. I said alone. We'll, 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 we'll yeah, there's nothing coming. Listen, yeah. it's going to be very, very difficult. Very difficult. I don't, I don't see where the opposition is coming at this moment in time. That could, like the Dublin footballers weren't going to win six in a row, but they did win six in a row. And you are on that track right now, TJ. Yeah, I, I, I actually said it to Paul Flynn last night. He was on football. I said they're a bit like yourselves now, Flynn. Or I said it's the way it is looking at the minute. But the, re- yeah. the thing, like the, the thing that's so impressive about Limerick is they, they will figure you out. They'll figure if you come with one game plan, they will figure you out. Either the players in the field are composed enough to hold on to the ball to work it around, or at halftime, Kinnerk or Kylie they'll get a message in and they'll figure. It. So you can't just come with one set way of playing. And, and Mark is mentioning. Don't let the, you know get the ball to their shooters. But should their shooters start from their cornerbacks? I mean, you know, and, and definitely their halfback line. So if you stand off and concede possession to them, the ball is going to go to Burns or Hannon or Morrissey or Hayes. You know, whatever combination, like they'll put the ball over from there. If you want to sit back and play the sweeper, you can't play this old style traditional sweeper just going to sit in the pocket. That's gone. You know, so yeah. I think there's it, it has to be a much more 
sophisticated than that. I think TJ's hit on it. It's it's this complete defensive structure. You know that when you don't have the ball, you're def- everyone is 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 zoned in. So that someone is picking up Barry Nash when he's coming from corner back on this run. That you're not switching off. And then when you, and again, it, it, there isn't a simple. You know, it, it's not yeah. there isn't a simple answer. But but it, it's a high, it, it's along those lines where where you know you have to ask questions of them. If you play their game, you're not going to beat them. These guys have been doing this for ten years. You're simply not just going to play beat them at their game. And like you're you're looking for crumbs. Um, one piece maybe you know is like we did win a couple of couple of aerial balls in 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 the inside full forward line on one or two mm-hmm. occasions. The last when we could get the ball into positions that we could play an angle ball in, we won one or two balls through Adrian Mullen, through Billy Ryan, whatever. There are half chances. <clears throat> But if you can get the ball, you know, out, not to your full back line, but if you can, if you can find that kind of space in that half back midfield and then deliver a quick ball in, you might have a chance, you know, um, because you have to get goals. You have to get goals against them. You're not going to outscore yeah. them points wise, you know, with the, with the range of right. shooters they have. Yeah, there was one other point in the second half where Billy Ryan caught a beautiful ball. I think it was either Masi, Masi Kion spun. Yeah. He, the, the, the pass was, he just didn't get the pass to him. It was a great yeah. chance of a goal. But Limerick turned that one down the field and got a point, like right, big, big swing in the game. Yeah. But Mac Limerick's forwards, would you believe, right? Actually, only scored one six from play yesterday. Uh, like forwards and subs in in their forward line, one six from play. So in te- in, te- in terms of a stat, so it wasn't like they were shooting the lights out. So like Kilkenny, there was bits of it what they did was right. For me, there was bits of it that they made fundamental, basic mistakes at key times in the game. Where they just coughed up an easy score. And Twenty wides as well, not TJ. The 20 wides, to be honest, but most of them came in the second half where yeah. there was a couple of wrong options. Slabbery ones, seemed, yeah. There, there seemed to be a bit of a breeze at that, 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 that side of the field where it was kind of just dragging the ball right. But um, that's when the fields were going out of the game. But I, I, I just think that the, the, the setup and the structure, like you'll say, collectively, is going to be hugely important heading into the championship. I, I will be genuinely interested to see what Davy brings to the game. He does have a lot of tools in terms of his out and out sweeper in Tiger Burke, who's probably maybe the best at playing that role in the game. Like he does have fellas who can bomb on from distance with the likes of, let's say, maybe Jack Fagan, Callum Lines, all, 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 all those guys. Like so I think that there was method to some of the stuff that he was trying. And and I'll be curious to see just just can can, can he take it out? Like that that that, that will be key. Do you know what I think he might try now? This is just a hunch now. Um, I think he might try kind of a Twin Towers approach. Yeah. Kylie and Austin inside and with Desi playing on the D in front of him. I think he might try it. Desi not not going past his own 45, or the 45 now, Mark. Yeah. I don't mean him out midfield. Yeah. Just playing I off Because if they can break it, he, he makes the runs. Yeah. Would Gleeson be playing in? The ones that Gleeson is out, right? Gleason is fine, I guess. Yeah, fine. Right. So, and then, this is one of my rumors now, not your rumors. <laughs> <laughs> and and Dello, Dello, to prove that point, like, I go back to the Ireland final last year. I think with Walter Walsh and TJ's aerial winning ability, it definitely did work for Kilkenny for a while. Yeah. I think he might try that. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. He he never. If he hears me saying that, no, he won't do it. <laughs> <laughs> a couple, Dello, Dello, just a, a, couple of, a couple of things that you might have seen off camera yesterday, right? Yes. Um, the linesmen were very active on the sideline yesterday, helping the referee in terms of where the freeze were awarded and that they were they were actively watching where the freeze would be taken. But that was the first thing. So and good. the second thing, the second thing, uh, the medic for Limerick, Got a fair telling off by the fourth official 
I'd say around the 25th minute for the amount of times he was on the field. I'm only not guessing James, that no, that's, because that's the physio. The physio, yeah. Yeah, not James, no, no, no. He's um Breen, isn't it? Is his name? Big strong man. So I just said to myself, you know, it was obvious yesterday that the lads in the sideline were pretty active. And, you know, the whiteboard is gone from the, the water scenario and the, the you know the runner is gone. But definitely Mr. Breen's card is marked, I'd say now for the championship. No, it's just, that was Mark Melbourne. Um, but, Mackie, you get these figuries every now and again that it's a medic or let's say that it's the whiteboard or whatever. It comes back to the basic skills of the game. And as you said there at the start, Limerick are executing into perfection. Their play is really, really good. They're just on-field transition to kind of work the opposition out. That's one of their key strengths as well. Like, right? And you know what? If you want to keep believing that some of that stuff that the medic's going on with some little magic drill... Are the refs, are the refs getting sick of you throwing the ball? Magic move. Like, he definitely pulled a couple of times. I didn't see him. I didn't watch the game back in full now. Like I said, Dale, you were watching it probably closer from where we were in the stand. Like, it's hard to know, like, whether there were throws or not, to be fair to the referee, like, right? But, again, like, part of that transition to get out of the tackle quickly, like, you have to move the hand pass very quick. There was one or two Kilkenny ones I thought were very good as well. Like, there was definitely one in the first half, uh, Brian, I remember this, where Adrian Mullen was just three Limerick fellas identified him and they went to nail him, right? And he definitely got the pass away. Like, whether he threw it or not, I don't know. But that's just part of training and part of the modern game. Like, when again, will they be warned about it? Yeah, no. But whether it was Teacher, I, just, I don't know. When Teacher says he's very good from Kilkenny, it means... The boy threw it and got away with it as well, you know. So <laughs> no, but yeah, like anybody anybody who's training a team at the moment will know like when you're doing those small sided games and yeah. you want to get the ball transitioned, like right, that quick hand pass is part of it. That's what they do. Like and, and all teams are doing that. So that's just not just Limerick. Yeah. It's, 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 there's a bit of focus on it because maybe the referee was trying I, to pick I, up I, but like I, it's hard, hard, I, I was I, I was really impressed with what you said there about the point that Galan got in the first half where he kicked the ball out in front of him, right? I can tell you I had a great view of that, right? He side-footed it in front of him. And I must say, was it Belly Brown Rovers or something? He was he was playing with over the Christmas Day on the soccer. He definitely got that oh, anyway from the soccer never. field because it was it was the side of the foot he got it with. I can tell you. He, he was outside. And the little swivels and the turns he had, right? It must be from inside the box in the soccer. He's after learning all that from Look, Mackie, any, anybody, I, I, all those street footballers, street hurlers, when, when you're used to and it's that you're getting like, close attention, I'd say, from Sean Finn and training on a regular basis, it's whatever needs must to get the ball away, I would say. Oh, you know? <laughs> they do a bit of that <laughs> every year, though, Mark. They do a bit of yeah. that every year. One year they went boxing, they had a boxing tournament, and soccer this year was the way to get yourself ready. And uh, Burnsy was allowed yep. to stay in the Middle East for two months and, and uh, just have it off now, whatever whatever uh, he touches yeah. now, John. I, 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 I think... It's very important that we remember this is a league. We go back to this time last year, we were having conversations, there was question marks about yeah. Limerick. It, 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 like, the approach that some teams made to the league in 2023 will only be properly judged in the next couple of weeks. They may be referred to as master tacticians not to engage with Limerick the way they went about their business, or then they'll be kind of, kind of saying, Jesus, you wouldn't face up to them. Right? And we won't make those calls <laughs> for a couple of weeks. That's just the way it is. But the, yeah. the league, that's a very bad point. It's over now. TJ, yeah. that's a fair point. And I mean, look, coming out after the match, from a Kilkenny perspective, from a Kilkenny supporter's point of view, mistakes will be made this time of year. Okay, the ball to hand from a Kilkenny perspective wasn't as sharp. Certainly wasn't as sharp as Limerick and not as sharp as you'd like. That's, 
it's league, you know, I have no doubt by the time things turn around for championship, which is not too far away, and the lads will that will improve. It's just it's just really from um it's it just really from 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 I suppose the, the physical pers- you know and perspective in terms of fronting up to Limerick and 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 putting it to him. I was just a little bit disappointed on that on that that the match kind of petered out in the second half as a spectacle, you know, and it kind of writing was on the wall. But but yeah, look, as you said, if we're sitting here in middle of August talking about uh, another and final between these two lads, the league will be well, it won't be forgotten. We'll still be referring to it, but it'll be a very different match, I can be sure. But um Ogie, they'll be booking the holidays in August because they'll be over a month. Because <laughs> 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 Lando's split season like is really working for Don't give Dale <laughs> the opportunity, will you? God, geez, I'm Jesus. sick in the head. Well, thank God, lads, the league is over on there because and it got to finish. It deserved really yesterday, to be honest. Let's, I think, you know, even the split season is probably here to stay as much as all three more weeks, I think, would make no difference to club players. It's ridiculous. That's my take yeah. on it. I've yeah. been clear on it all the time. It's no difference it's making, except that they're down two or three lads on J1s in America for the first round of the championship. But let's go back to the six-team Division One. I, I think, lads. I know awfully now we're up to Division One, so they'll be saying, so where, where the big counties, let's say the seven, eight big counties, have a real threat of relegation. And these are me- a relegation final, a straight final, top two, and a, a Division 1B final with one team going up, I think you really improve it straight away and you, you get way more meaningful matches because teams would not want to be relegated. And like, I'm just saying from a clear point of view, once they hammered Westmead in the first match, I'm sure I'm not going down now anyway. You know? That's kind of, you know, we had a long year last year, we had a tough year, we had fierce battles with Limerick, we need to focus totally on championship. And I don't know, if it works, Mighty, if it doesn't, people will look back and say needed to be more competitive in the league and you weren't. It'll all be judged yeah. on, on championship. Yeah, I think I, I think Dale, that the from a manager's point of view, from the last round of the league to the first round of championship, for let's say the likes of Davy and Brian Lawan, right? They had all their players, let's say 30 odd players, for a five week block. And I think mm-hmm. we all know what can be done when you have every, everything available to you, you've got a clear run to the first round of the championship. Like so. It will be interesting to see. And as I said, we'll be the judges of it down the road and we'll be kind of giving out about some and saying some guys are, are, are really, really smart doing what they're doing. I just maybe see what they were trying to do in terms of not fully engaging with some of the teams. I, I, it, it made sense whether we'll be giving out about them down the road. Mm, we'll wait that's, and see. That's, that's the thing. <laughs> well done, Limerick. Uh, um, well done, Alliance, uh, on supporting the whole thing. And uh, I think the structure is the same for next year. I'd love to see people saying... It is, yeah. Just let's just let's have another look at it though. Why can't we change? Dalo, if they... Yeah, when, my, my view on the structure, Dalo, is there should be eight teams in the league, give them seven league matches, one weekend after the other, no break. Get your three weeks from the league final to the cha- first round of the championship, top two into the league final. And my view is the bottom two teams should be relegated. relegated. Yeah, you will have a threat then. Yeah, you will have a threat. Yeah, one, one team is no good, Anthony, because I'll tell you why, right? Um, there'll be a weaker team always at the bottom, right? Because the team that'll come up from Division 2 could possibly go down again straight away. So I think you should have two teams going down and two teams going up. And well, then I the, think you, over time, you'll have a lot of movement. Well, with the six, though, Mark, with, with the six teams, I can tell you, well, I think you, you want the six, but the six teams, I tell you, you'll be guaranteed the relegation final. I played, I didn't play in them now, but I managed in two of them. One, we lost to Galway in a replay devastation with the dubs and then another one we went down into Walsh Park because there was a toss of a kind and beat 
uh, Derek and Dan and all those, and, and it was nearly like a championship match down there. You know, so yeah, yeah. with the six teams, you're but guaranteed, I, 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 yeah. you know. Okay, but Anthony, I don't think there will be six teams, right? Because if you were setting out a Division One league in the morning, you'd have the five monster teams to be in it. Galway and Kilkenny will be in it, which would be seven. And there'll be the Wexford or Dublin, you know, possibly in it as well. So, um, and I you hope I haven't told anyone in length of the... But you could just, I, I think you'll need eight teams in it. You could just base it on the top three from both sides this year. You could just say that's, that was the, that was the number. You could and one down, yeah. Yeah, you could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, look, I just think this didn't work. And, no. and there, when there's no threat of relegation, teams are just experimenting. People are playing 18 yeah. quid, going there and, and come walking out the gate, back up the town of Innes saying, what did I go over there for? Just, so, yeah, I, I agree. They, they, I, there's, some of the league matches this year have been brutal. Dublin, Kilkenny match, Kilkenny Watford match. Not you know, Just in terms of you know the intensity and what was that? There was nothing at stake, so you can't blame either side. Um, but if they do go to, what you know, if they decide to go back to a six or an 18 format, whatever... I think they also need to be to, to think very cl- clearly about how they're going to support the teams below in terms of the Offaly's, the Kildare's, the Westmead's, the Ant- you know, whatever those make up. Because, like, fine, you go to eight teams, you know, I played in that situation, you know, you were over Dublin, like, and every league match was an absolute dogfight. And it, were great, it was great. But, like, if you're on about, again, you come back to the thing, but if you're on about trying to promote hurling out beyond the, 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 the 10 or 12 counties, like, I think there has to be a, a kind of conscious effort to try and also facilitate the sport. Now, what that looks like, I don't know, but you know, you certainly need to give them an opportunity to play in some of the big, on a big stage, whether you know it's before the league final or whatever that, and and, and give them a because like you know, we, we, and we'll come on to it. You know, the likes of Kildare and Offaly this year, and you know, Antrim and Westmead a bit huge strides, you know, in in in, in Division One, you know, and, and being competitive. You know, if they get shunted down to kind of secondary division then what does that say to them as well so there's no simple answer but I no the only thing with that is Hoggy you would have probably two of we say if, if we send yeah. as eight you'd have two of those down there so you'd really have two testers you know yeah. and and yet you'd be meeting the teams that are probably with your Joe McDonough uh, levelish you know um, you might have seven eight teams in division two you know where you you yep. get games against but, your own standard and you'll give that division two you know, give that division two, two the focus as well you know that it's not just you know, a kind of a, a buy the buy at the end oh, of the round. You could have two you know, teams coming up get... and two teams going down. You could have two teams yeah, yeah, going yeah. up and two teams going yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. So that would make it really, you know. But, but if... the, yeah. the, the, the point is, like, you, you have a league coming up now, essentially. I, yeah. I know we were referring, we no. were referring to it as the championship, right? And, like, mm. effectively, I think no matter what you do here, it's still going to be a prelude to what we're going into now, right? It's, it's going to be used as a competition to get ready for this piece. I hear what you're saying about maybe uh, having a little bit more bite and a little bit more cut on it. I was even suggesting maybe the league champions, it would be Limerick this time, that they'd get, let's say, a freebie that are guaranteed to be in the knockout stages. I don't know, maybe something a little bit oh, different. Jesus. Would, be, something would, would, would be good. But Things are bad enough. <laughs> no, like, I, just, I just think you have to put yourself yeah. in, in a manager's position that if you are readying yourself, and, and ultimately all these guys are going to be judged on the next number of weeks, right? We, we, we all know that, and that's just yeah. the way the, 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 the way the hammer falls, right? So they have to ready themselves, both panel-wise, player-wise, get everything ready, because what's coming now is going to be very, very tough. Like, we're fighting here for three places in Munster, and like, chicks, you, you, you could throw a blanket over over, over the couple of positions there. There's very little between them now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's our, it look at, um, we'll be looking forward to two weeks' time, I think, myself and Mr. Sheedy were all day yesterday in Montrose. 
We're in the Hyde Park in two weeks' time watching Waterford and Limerick. And I told him, bring the laptop and have Jay go on your laptop, kid, for clear and tip. And we can fight about it watching it above in the Dr. Hyde Park because there hardly be too many places around Roscommon now. We get down to four roads there to Simon's pub there in four roads. <laughs> they might have Jay go for the hurling. But that'll tell you about the outside broadcast crack. So, yeah, we we, we were dependent. If 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 Mayo had won yesterday, we'd have been in Salt Hill. We might have got a chance at some pub in Galway City. You would have had the Jay go on for the hurling. But, uh, yeah, we're in the hide. But anyway, such is, such is the championship. Uh, You're all right, uh, Dela. I have a few contacts in Roscommon, by so I, I find there isn't the anywhere. If you're badly stuck, if you're badly there, stuck, I get into the Murray clan up there and Roscommon. They'll take care of you and she, all right. There isn't anywhere you're having contacts. Like <laughs> <laughs> Lads, um, big, big, tough as well now. The, the Division 2A final last Sunday and six days later, they've come out and played Joe McDonough. So, um, TJ, I might get you to comment on that. Big win for Kerry, first of all, up to down. Down have gone back a little bit, I would say. Uh, but Stephen Malumphy, big call during the week, drop Podge Boyle. I think Podge Boyle's only game ever missing since the Joe McDonough started. One of Kerry's best forwards, if not if not the best forward himself, and Shane Conway, I suppose. And Jason Diggins from Causeway would be fine halfback and just dropped them for a breach of discipline and they had a big win. But I'd like to see now is maybe that he'd let him back now. Do you know that he did? Um, you know, he did reprimand them Sorry. but don't don't exclude them now for the rest of the year say alright lads you got your ticking off now come back in and tow the line but Stephen obviously um, would have spent a lot of time with Davy, I suppose as well as his manager so would that discipline kind of thing but they had a big win um, great game in Tullamore jeez I, I would have streamed this now if it was on anything this is another pity I think that we can't we couldn't buy this anywhere I'd love to pay 10 or 15 quid for this awfully leash uh, good game, leash all the hurling the first half, crucially, awfully two goals into the wind, and then kind of took over. Took a while, Paddy Purcell brought leash back into with a goal. Took a while. I think they could meet again in a final, maybe now. Um, awfully certainly going well, have the you know up into division one and uh, have that first round win against their old rivals, leash. And you have to say, on Cahill, as he's, he's a fair forward, instead of like me. He's not clocking up serious scores and doesn't miss a free. Carlo then absolutely mopped the floor with Kildare. TJ, do you think it was it? No, Carlo, as, as Liam said last night, I'd say I had their eye on this match while the league, they weren't going qualifying for the top three in the league and they were totally ready for this one in Carlo. Kildare, hangover, TJ. Yeah. After I talk about getting to Division One. Yeah, and, and, and they would like their, their their campaign in the league was excellent and like would have been lined up a long way out and perfect for Carlo. Like so knowing everything about them, Jones had their homework done and then go and attack them. And I said it was all done in the first half. Um like I said like I was watching them you and the telly last night, uh and, and, and I obviously saw the highlights from Tullamore, but like that's a huge score from Carlo. And what was it at halftime? It was something like four thirteen or something to five or six oh, yeah. points at halftime. So job job done, like so yeah, that can happen and like there's no doubt, uh, like I said, in any era, the transition from league to championship, there's always a kind of a, an open of the ante, no matter no matter what level it is. But when you come out of league, as Hoggy said there, there's a change and you have to move with it. Like I said, there's an open the ante in training. There's a bit more of a cut about it. And if you kind of just maybe fall into that little rut, maybe that you think, you know what, we've had a great league campaign now, we're going well. Yeah. That has happened loads of teams in the past. So I would definitely think 
the Kildare just got caught in the headlights of the league there for sure. Yeah, have to bounce back now next weekend. That's it's such a an attritional tournament to John McDonald. You you get very little time yeah. to get. It's you know, it's it is it is it is it's, it's tough going. So lads, um, great stuff. Couple of other things came up. Obviously, lads, just to talk about like it just broke there last early last week. I think the J. Bannon any references to charities on, on jerseys, Mark? I think just like this is a queer one, isn't it? And I know great plans for the later on for the Tipperary. Uh, Limerick game where actually in the stadium where where, where Dylan Quirk died is, I think um, Tip were going to leave the sponsors uh, off the jersey and they're just wearing the Dylan logo and Limerick don't wear the sponsors obviously so they were going to be, both wear a set of jerseys for the, the Dylan Quirk fund and we, we would have supported that here in the pod and like why did the GA come up with these ones every so often like who, who, who would this hurt I don't know I don't know I, don't, I genuinely don't know and it's not in the spirit of the nature of GA to be bringing in rules to stop charities or foundations or stuff like that. I, I like what makes you laugh. The whole thing, like, is they were quite willing to take money off of Guinness for a long, long time, and you know, and and they, and then they turned around and they banned Guinness from sponsoring the whole championship, like you know. And yet we have, you know, sponsors, you know, and foundations and charities. Like, I think if you have the permission of the sponsors and it's a one-off scenario or a one-off game and there's commemorative jerseys being um being you know does there's not going to be wholesale sale on them and you're just wondering what's behind it has it something to do with say you know the 1916 commemorative jerseys that were brought out last year or there was ones about jack lynch and christy ring and carcass i i don't know what's behind it anthony but I, I think if you have permission from the, the current sponsors that if there's a one-off game and the sponsors don't mind and you go in, you get your paperwork right and you get permission to make these one-off jerseys, I just don't understand why why you would mm. be bringing in a rule to stop the jerseys. You know, just disappointing. Yeah, is yeah. It, do, do, do we get the reason for it, Dale, or no? Like, um, no, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I, I honestly like, don't know. Was it sponsors usually, complaining? Or, I don't know. Yeah, they, they, they usually have their, their, their reasons. But look, there's an awful lot of charities and foundations doing huge, huge work. And the Dylan Quirk Foundation is actually going to help like, GA players up and down the country. So that's, that's it could save great. lives. Like. It could save lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, I, I'm involved with a charity. I'm a master for Cleanest Foundation in, in Limerick with, with Brendan and the team there. And they do huge work. So I'm very familiar with. And I think, in fairness to people up and down the country, just usually, and GA players are really, really good with their time. To help charities all over the country. I mean, because it's such a, they have the profile. They usually kind of get brought to events to try and maybe give, let's say, something a G, a G up, and they, they give their time freely, which is unbelievable. So it seemed like a good fit. And as as Mark said there, when the original sponsors were willing to give up the space, you just would wonder um, what the reason. They must have a reason. So you would wonder what it is. Yeah, a weird one, a weird one. And I suppose there was a charity game in. Carrig uh, on Saturday evening, Hoagie, and we all saw the clips. I suppose at this stage, it's done the full rounds and just um, so disappointing to hear the comments directed towards Lee Chin. I suppose um, just I had a lot to say about it last night. I suppose that's the, you know, um, that was uh, Jackie asked us straight out, I suppose myself and Liam. And very, very, very unfortunate for uh, Liam Cahill and his men as well, because who'd have nothing to do with that and, and the respect that Lee Chin would be held in. Would be incredible, but just yeah, so unsavory that sort of thing, isn't it? I, it, it dreadful. Um, it's really 
Yeah, look, it was it was shocking to see it. Um, to hear, I suppose we've seen the footage. Um, look, I suppose not to jump on the you know on the witch hunt and the, the Twitterati and go down targeting the individual. I think uh, more in a general point of view, I think it's important that the GA come out with a very strong stance on it to send the message that it's it's not acceptable. Um, you know, it's not not going to be tolerated. Um, I I suppose I, I was I was happy to see both sets of players. Um, take a stance on it. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, you, you know, you see it in in other sports, and there's a lot of kind of conversation afterwards, but very little done. You know, and even when players, you know, players are subject to it, that both sets of players, albeit I think they were in the middle of thumping the head off each other or whatever. There's a bit of a melee, mm-hmm. but they came together and said, "We're not having this." Yeah, and walked off yeah. the pitch. And it's nice to see that bit of kind of camaraderie because as you say like it, it's it's no reflection on the, on the tip players either I mean, they were equally disgusted with it um mm. you know so from their point of view it showed a kind of a, a stance look hold on, this is not acceptable you know we're not happy with this either but i, I just yeah look I, I i feel for lee chin you know you, you've you mentioned it yesterday Dale, like like a phenomenal player a fantastic ambassador for the game and it's just it's just it's not acceptable simple as you know and uh, i think we're all in agreement on that and it just I think it's important that um, whatever the GA do, it sends out a strong message to the um, the wider GA community that this is not, you know, we're, we're all about inclusivity and, and, and trying to encourage new people into the GA. Um, you know, and it's easy to say that, but you kind of have to stand up now and, and, and make a stand on these things when, when situations like this occur as well, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, look, hopefully it's, 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 the last time we'll, we'll 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 see something like this come up, you know, and um, I can only reiterate what you said on the Sunday game last night. You know, it's really disappointing for for our game to be spoken about. You know, and in the, in these terms, we should be just talking about the games and 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 the sport itself, not not about this kind of racial abuse of a of a, a star of the game. Yeah, yeah, big time. And I, I know you can't call boys. You know, yeah, give me only to. Um, <laughs> do you know what I? I, I it's funny enough, Liam, I suppose, was in management for long enough and I was there bloody, what, nine years? And I was saying, do you know what, like, sure, Dara Egan, you'd nearly u- use a Torelli dog, wouldn't you? <laughs> and I don't mean to be laughing. You'd, you'd say, we're not going great. And they got hockeyed in the game against Tip as well. Uh, and he was saying, by Jesus, we stood there together for Lee. Boy, let's lift it now from here. <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be losing the angle anyway. And I think Lee wouldn't mind you using the angle either because... Uh, we we do feel maybe that that, that Kenny and Galway are ahead in Leinster, and that who's going to get that third spot? I think he'd be saying to him, "Come on, come on!" We're, we yeah. he, he stood united for your great teammate, who's a, who's an, a great ambassador, I think, for her and his in And he might just use it to, to rally up now for the couple of weeks before they go to Salt Hill, you know, which which would be a mm-hmm. tough one for them. Um, Marco, this day last year, you gave us a sixty-six to one winner for the. <laughs> For the Irish Grand National Ferry House, we did, we did, we um, we go very early in the morning uh, that year with the recording because Mr. Ryan was uh, he lift waiting for him to bring him to Ferry House, but right. he's going, he's going to paint right. for the day. How the mighty have fallen, like fucking painting. Uh, <laughs> sure. Louise, Louise, go, go girl, is Louise. The champion of this year, bye. Oh, yeah, yeah, right, Marco, there's a lot of money uh, for yeah, the toothpicker, your horse, uh, who has moved to John McConnell's table now. Ridiculous. I've no idea where that has come from. It certainly isn't mine because I have had a very busy morning scanning mails there up. 
I four to be scanned at quarter past seven this morning with the vet, and I won't even make the races because I've got two of them covered. I'm going to pile Cashman's and Harper's Tree to get a covered oil person, and I'm going to Workforce Town in Waterford uh, later on this evening at 8 o'clock to get a very good mare covered. So it's um, a busy day all around on this bank holiday Monday for, for fellas. Like you know, Dela will be pulling pints inside and making money. I'll be on the road today. That's not work at all, is it? Pulling pints. <laughs> Stand, <laughs> and getting standing, there, standing there listening to lads getting locked and giving out to you because you give them the loser of the fucking Grand National. Have you a winner for our listeners? I, I have an interest I have an interest in one day today um, in the National. Uh, I have the half-sister to Esther Benito Bella at home and uh, I'd be hoping that that'll have a very good run and my good friend Paddy O'Hora, who actually is a partner in the toothpicker with me. Uh, he's heading to Fairy House, Dale. If that's a tip in itself, right? He's not going to park to see the toothpicker running. And he, his buddy, fancies the gaffer. The so gaffer. for any fellow who wants a small few quiz and an each way chance, the gaffer I'm on today. And I'll be just sitting back and watching Esther Benito Bella do its best. Well, I'm taking note of that, Landers. I might even throw a few quid on it myself now that my membership is paid <laughs> oh, up. Don't go mad now. Are we talking greyhounds or horses here? Hey, there's no way you'll be allowed to spend more than 200 euros in a week for that sake. You're on a band now. You're on a band. Yeah, Hoagie has rejoined. Come on, racing lads. He's, he's renewed. He's an ambassador, so he has rejoined. He's paid. So I need out there to have a your membership yet. If Hoagie can pony up to 200. Come here. There's a couple of other Kenny fellas. Do you know what we'll have to do now? We'll have to get something like collecting the membership, like in back in the club, like fellas good at collecting money. So Jack, Jack, um, Jack, if you're listening, um, there in the background, you better on Twitter put up the gaffer there, just in case this show, because last year the show Larry was in holidays last year, and uh, the show didn't go up, and a lot of people missed. They were listening. Let's get the winner of the Grand National. I didn't hear it. I know. I know. the gaffer. The gaffer, the gaffer, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but your teacher probably has one as well for the, for the national yeah. today. Yeah, well, I, I was actually going to give you three for very host, believe it or not. Oh, Jesus, go on, get the, the virus out. The national is very open. Uh, J, JP's horse is running very well. He's a couple of nice winners over the weekend. He's got one the national called the Devil's Coachman for Noel Mead. Uh, it's probably around 11 or 12 to one shot. I think it's a great little horse in this handicap. I think if it stays, it's got a mighty chance. Uh, Mark Walsh rides there and the other two are two of Willie's Willie's been banging in winners left right and centre I think he would eight winners yesterday talking about domination uh, he's got two horses going to say they're actually could be both perceived second strings one is called Gust of Wind in the second race which I know Dale was on the other one and in Ballyburn in the last race in the, in the, in the bumper I know that both of them um, would be he's an on-runner now team Oh, so no, you're no, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't yeah. know that. You were obviously up earlier than me. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> you were painting, you were painting. Gust of Wind to beat uh, Blood Destiny in the second race of very Outdoor. And the Devil's yeah. Coachman in, in, in the National would be, would, would be two for me. Okay, okay, listeners, we'll try and get those out to uh, Breda Hayes, Mark had a lovely day in her, in her um, cosy seat yesterday yeah. from Treat of Come On Racing. And the first her, her she gave away her own tickets to you remember. We were lucky. We were lucky that we had another member that was able to pick them up. So, Beautiful. being part of the Command Racing Club, a Brad Breeder and her and our friend Bernie to the soft seats of the premium yesterday, and um, they had a great day. I met him above there, and um, 
it's just it's it's really the stadium is very good to be fair like you know and for people that have you know signed up for the premium tickets I think they're getting an awful lot of um, enjoyment out of it you know you can have a drink up there have a bite of grog meet your friends meet your clients you know it's a big big social thing to be fair um, but she was lucky enough to be drawn out of it and um, you know so we must um, so the memberships have been very good to be fair we we well over fifty percent of the members signed up in the space of five weeks, but we do need to get a push on because at we'll the end of April, uh, we're going to close it at the end of April, to be fair, and, and the yeah. WhatsApp group that we have, currently the message is going to, we're oh. going, to, going to stop going into that because we just set up a new group, like, you know, for, for this year's members. So I'd say for any fellow out there who hasn't paid the membership, please get the membership in. We have three very exciting horses in Willie Mullins's, and they're all on the move at the moment, and I would expect the runner within the next four to six weeks. So uh, we are talking to Jim Bolger and Willie for a stable tour as well. And both have agreed it's only a case of fill, filling in the dates really more than anything. But, and I think we're talking about taking a table of punches down. I think, TJ, you, you might know a little bit more about that, that we get a uh, Patrick Mulcahy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ring me and get you know on recording. I know, yeah. But so that, that'd be typical. And you know what? The best thing I did for the fantasy was getting rid of him as a selector. Because I tell you, he's only <laughs> that football. The key? Was that the key to it? He was only picking. That's the key to it. He was coming in with football players. That's <laughs> out, 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 out. Bobby, out, out, out. <laughs> uh, so, great, yeah. We just kept people maybe to, like, just renew it, lads. I know a lot. I've met good few lads that said, Jesus, I must renew the, come on, race. I'm just yeah. do it, will you? Um, it's like everything else. If you keep getting WhatsApp messages, you probably don't renew it. So you'll be off the WhatsApp messages in two weeks. And, be, so. to, be, and to be fair, if, every time we send out a message, there'd be ten memberships come in, and and it's no different. Jeez, I must do that. I must do that. Yeah. You know, so yeah. just get clicking, get clicking, guys. Okay, uh, four girls, boys. Before we go, uh, I have one. Will I just run with it? Do um, I'll just have the one? Uh, great pal, Colin Harris. Great Kilmiley, Kerry wingback. A legend now living in Ballin Colleague, and he's his young lads are, are uh, wearing cock jerseys going to matches now. Colin Harris, Harris, as they'd say below, uh, mighty man, Kyle, a great old pal, but friend of his, uh, Noel Kelleher. Noel's son Dara was diagnosed with leukemia uh, two, three years ago, um, and he's only just around six now. So, Noel um, is doing a 12 hour cycle in Ballin Colleague GA uh, Saturday week, I think, is it 22nd? Um, yeah, uh, 5 a.m. to 5 p.m. Um, for the Mercy Hospital Foundation, and he's what he's doing it is for the uh, the poons they're called the pediatric oncology outreach nursing services. So they basically are the nurses that are sent out to houses. What a godsend they have to do, you know, to help at home, not to bring, to bring the patients in. So there's an I donate uh, under Derek Kelleher there, lads. And uh, if anyone could give a couple of bob, I know there's a lot of. Uh, charity stuff going on at the moment. There is, um, I was, I was promoting a, a lad, a friend of ours, a neighbor of ours at home that's gone off to Calcutta for two months to work with the poor over there, Jamie McQueen. He's also an idol, so there is a lot on, but anything they, they, they're not looking for 50 quid, they're not, you know, anything a fiver is a major help. It all adds up. So, uh, just to give that plug there, uh, to Noel doing the 12 hour cycle fair play, and I'm sure everyone in Mercy Hospital will, will be uh, thrilled with anyone that contributes that's me on the focus for this week um i i just have one as well marco and then you can and then we, we go to hoagie we finish with you marco uh a day or ga are hosting um championship preview night this saturday night coming in the woodlands um in the treehouse 
I just look ahead to the championship. The league is over, as we know. So just to look ahead to see what's coming down the track. Delo and Mr. Landers will be there. Uh, so great night planned. Usually a bit of good, good fun and I mean, good look ahead to the championship and to make a few. Have we done We have done it. Yeah, two songs. Have and a bit of crack Yeah, a bit of crack. Yeah, and uh, we have Davy Burke from Galway as well. Actually, oh, just yeah, want to say yeah. best best wishes to Davy. I think he's having his operation uh, this weekend on, 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 on the cruise ship. So he's coming down to see if he can sort us out and um, maybe have a rattle off us. And we have Big Dan as well from from Waterford uh, this Saturday night in the Woodlands for their GA. Okay, yeah. Marco. Yeah, Dale, in fairness, the lads from Bell and Colleg were on to me about the Poons. Um, you know, just it's an unbelievable charity and, and unbelievable what they what the nurses in the in the Mercy do. I mean, to go out and treat kill kids with, with you know with cancer or leukemia and stuff like that. They you know, they're treating the kids at home so they don't they can leave the kids in the family home with their parents and their siblings and stuff like that. Like it's just massive and. You know, Johnny Dwyer just said to me, look, anything that's being raised from the charity, the 12-hour uh, cycle, is all going to Poon. So, you know, fair play, uh, absolutely brilliant. Yeah, I was in Lee Brian during the week, and I was uh, filling up with diesel, and this trucker came off. He spotted me filling up with diesel. He's from Denmark. Brian O'Callaghan is his name. So there's a Glen Fest on between the 28th and the 30th of April, and there's a lot of stuff going on there on the Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I see Don Logue, John Milan and Breach Cockery are there on the Thursday night discussing uh, grassroots, whether that's holding a football, I don't know. And there's, there's uh, lots of other people there. And, and on the Sunday, then there's a barbecue and there's cock versus water putting the big screen and there's a trade session. And there's anything you want to say in Glenworth between the 28th and 30th of April. Um, Bonvin GA are running a predictor for the Munster Championship. I was approached in the uh, in a Shannon last week, and this fellow produced uh, all the information out of his pocket. He says, I know a chance you try that at the program. So he didn't give me his name, but one of GA, Monster Hurling Championship predictor, predict the winning team and the winning margin for each Monster Hurling Championship. And I got contacted by a number of people from Bright Rovers who have recently bought Pines Field and they're doing a massive development there. Uh, I think they're putting on two known fields there. and. They have a huge amount of functions coming up. Um, some of them include a poker classic. Uh, and then there are future events called the Sister Act, which is a 45 drive. The Field, which is a Grand National Buster. The Braveheart, which is the poker classic. Michael Collins. It's a movie a movie table quiz on the bank holiday Sunday, the top of the paper. And the Snapper, the Bride Rovers Legends holding game. And I can tell you now, that's certainly... When I played a lot against a lot of them, the Murphys now, there's a big gang of them there. You'd want to be avoiding them at all stages now, right? Yeah. And I can and I said that's probably why it's called the snapper. Because if you're anywhere close to any of them, you could get just you could get snapped at any stage. So <laughs> massive, massive uh, fundraiser going on in Bright Rovers and um a huge shout out to them. They have very, very big plans for the future. Great stuff, great stuff. Uh Hoagie, anything you want to give a shout out to? Are you okay? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, good, hello. Nothing on my good, side. Good, good. So we managed, uh, we, we were staying an hour, TJ, because you were anxious to get back to the painting and uh, before the racing starts. Uh, but we've, we've managed to go to the hour. Uh, I have extra rushes. Hour and 31, 32. <laughs> uh, that's because Hoagie, they just, they were on to be there during the week when they knew you were coming on and said, like, 
especially last night, the number of texts I got after two of them saying we'll ridden him in the morning. Like, just getting back for all the years. <laughs> oh, they've, they've gone easy. They've been gentle on me. I appreciate it, lads. So I'll, I'll remember we, we if they're on here. You, we wouldn't oh, do that you, too, you wouldn't, no. <laughs> now, now that you have the 200... Now that you've the 200 euro pitch for the Command Racing Club, we might give you a scutching on it. Great stuff, yeah. lads. Uh, TJ, over I'll you for the pension, but I got a bucket load of Easter eggs to go in and eat now in a minute, so um, you'll have to, I'll have to leave you to it. Okay. Come on, come on, come on, Ogie. Okay, lads. Um, fantasy. Oh, jeez, I forgot about fantasy. I'd be shot. I was trying to freaking get away with it, Jack. Why are you putting it up? Oh, hey! <laughs> hey! Mr. Landon. Hey! Yeah, Winner, all right. Winner, all right. Winner, all right. 188 points this week. Uh, Aaron Gillan, captain. Shane McGrath, we knew had no captain going into it. So uh, he was in trouble. And even Carl O'Neill went to hit a free TJ and put it wide there. <laughs> so, it's um, in rough for me. Yeah. I wouldn't beat catch, Mr. Though? Sheedy, but I was one point short of him. We were looking at it just to say, who's. Uh, and I, I'm in the bottom half, and uh, so well done, Marco. It's only the league, though, kid. No, yeah, back to back, Dero, National Holding League champions. Uh, fair play to Barry Nash, the only fella to select Barry Nash and his team. Like a free scoring, a free scoring cornerback. Like, be a, he'll be in a lot of championship teams, I'd say, after this weekend. So, very, very happy because it was tricky enough after I, I last top spot. You were slagging me there a couple of weeks ago. That was I was going down the wrong road, like you know. But at least we're playing to Galen, right? Once TJ said to me a couple of weeks ago, I was listening, you see. I asked the question, who is going to be the free taker for the championship? TJ left the cat out of the bag. He thought to be Galen. So out with Bennett, in with Galen, top man, two fellas, and then Barry Nash to get the goal yesterday. I no. sent him a text to say the, the only the only way I could get beat is if Cahill O'Neill came up trumps yesterday because he was captain and TJ's team. And I just said to him after about top two minutes, I said, um, Barry Nash got the goal. I didn't see any sign of Cahill O'Neill yet. Is, is he playing? So. <laughs> he wasn't that bad, not first team. No. I know no, he was bad, but TJ needed to go on him six. Yeah, you have revealed the key, though. That was getting rid of Patrick Mulcahy off the selection committee. Oh, 100%. <laughs> 100%. Gee, he was wrecking my head, for God's sake. <laughs> okay, so, and our listeners, our listeners, uh, Mr. Hurler on the ditch from Nana, uh, good score again, and he was always looking like the winner. I think James Daly knew he couldn't catch him. Um, so, well done, Hurler on the ditch. Uh, great pal of mine on Twitter. Um, but, uh, well done. Great score. Uh, 1,777. Noisy stuff, obviously. Great score. 185 as well from Brendan Noonan. From the mills, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, good, good stuff, lads. We'll see how it works out in the championship. Hoagie, you have two weeks to get your championship team picked. Get down <laughs> to it now. Get down to it. When you're way over in the states there now, and you're trying a hotel room, get out the biro and the, and the pad there, and just get the next. It's the next thing in the list, Dello. Yeah, yeah. Hoagie, I don't fancy. want you to have that because that is a permanent residency down in the. Old Black Rock Road in the 3.4 million mansion of Sean McGrath. <laughs> Sean McGrath, Glen Rovers, now posh hockey trainer. <laughs> well done, lads. Shout out to the fantasy as well. Like, championship's only two weeks away. I know the lads, uh, you know, and Rua are trying to get a push on because they're so close to the league and uh, one competition finishing. So uh, it's great crack, lads, the fantasy. We know Mark won't win the championship. 
So look, get in there and uh, I, I'm hoping I won the Castle one. I can't see the results. I uh, surely Higgy didn't pass me out. I don't think he did. So once you yeah, will you give me a price? Are you going to give me a price in the championship? Are you going to give me a price? And me to win the championship? Are you three to one? You won't win it. Now you're you're the farm man. I'll give you three to one on yourself. Your favourite, like your favourite. I, I tell you what I will do. Sorry, I I, I have three points of course. <laughs> that'll do. That'll do. I, Morty Brown's price <laughs> scores now. We were mocked it. Yeah, when we were mocked it. Three five, three free points. And if I if I don't be in the if I don't be in the winners of course, I'll buy you three points. That'll do. That'll do. I make it even cheaper with nice creamy Guinness. <laughs> <laughs> well, in, in fairness to one of your girls during Chetland, didn't she go four euros for the points of Guinness for the day of the races? No, I don't. Hi, worse again. Do you know what she did? Orla. Three. She went, you know, four euros for the feckin' rugby. Okay. <laughs> no, I tell you, I All right. The, the I've spoken to her since. I've spoken to her since. She was in Italy for the week. I'm not talking to her time. Four euros for rugby. The dune I'm getting after, like, so Michael Dillon up there, big rugby fans. We're not mentioning rugby on this podcast, like, huh? Anyways, <laughs> yeah, that's what she did for the day. And in fairness, the punters came too. Because it was on all day, of course. There was three matches on. And, uh, yeah, it drew me in, in fairness, and she put the prices up once the final whistle was gone in the Irish match. Again, so, <laughs> yeah, yeah, little entrepreneur, that lady. Uh, well done, lads. Okay, great stuff. Hoagie, you've a lot of work to do. We, we leave you out of Don't send any Easter eggs over to the lads there. <laughs> Gobble them all down yourself because, come on, Hoagie, you're better than this. Come on. Come on. Don't worry. Cha- League is league, championship, championship. Oh, spoken like a real cat. He's right to look, lads. Right Hello, the league is over. We'll talk to you.